What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. We are locked and loaded here on the Locked on ACC podcast. We are gearing up for what should be some exciting Week 10 matchups, although on paper they are not necessarily must-see TV, but there are serious implications based on these games. So we're going to bring Jizzy Drake in the building to get you set up. Betting action, of course, we've got you covered there, but also some Locked on Seminoles talk because Chubba Purdy decided he wanted to take his talents elsewhere. So we'll have that conversation. Here we go. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Drizzy Drake in the building, Locked On Seminoles host. We want to thank you guys for joining us, making us your first listen each and every day. This episode of Locked On ACC is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more just more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends can come and reconnect. We want to thank our friends at McDonald's for always being there for us, and frankly, I'm loving it. Jersey Drake, happy Friday, my friend. Happy Friday, Candace. It's good to finally be out here. I'm stoked for the weekend. I ain't going to lie to you. I got a quick trip planned up. I'm going to Orlando to see my brother graduate. Well, okay. I only take the walk because he graduated, I think, last year, but COVID, you know how he got in everyone's way. But I'm going to go there and then I'm flying to the Bahamas tomorrow, which is okay. like Friday. I was listening to today. I'm going to be celebrating a bachelor party for a friend of mine getting married in December. And I can't wait to just, you know, get the show in a row. But football first because we got a good weekend ahead of us. You have got a pretty packed weekend, and I love this little pillow you have in your background today. Oh, my homie? (laughs) (laughs) He's here to join the show. If you are not watching on YouTube, you're missing out on this great edition of Drizzy Drake's setup. But of course, we would be remiss if we didn't have the Locked On Seminole host here, and it's already started out with some transfer news. I had talked about this week, Carolina's transfers with Emory Simmons and Christian Varner, but here we have Chubba Purdy the quarterback who's decided to take his talents elsewhere. Drizzy Drake, what's going on over there in Tallahassee? So my co-host Max has a, probably a theory that I think actually has a lot of weight to it. So okay. right now, you know Halloween happened last weekend, right? And in it Tallahassee, did. I don't know about North Carolina, how y'all celebrate Halloween. It's like a full week-long event over in Tallahassee. We call it Halloween for a reason. Okay. Right now, there's a really bad stomach bug going around. It's actually, about what? Stomach bug. There's like a really bad like stomach flu. bug. I yeah, no, it's stuck not, in the butt. I was like, ooh, wait, what? No, 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 no. It's a bad, it's a bad flu bug. But in okay, it's not only the, the student population, but like the baseball team canceled their inner squad scrimmage on Friday. The swim meet, swim practices are also canceled, and there's been a lot of players out for the FC football team that have been out for practice for this week. That leads me to believe that maybe we haven't heard that much about Jordan Travis in practice. Mm-hmm. Now that leads me to believe that. Toa Purdy wasn't the one getting getting started two reps. It's been Mackenzie Milton. And Toa Purdy actually got some game time against UMass. So if I'm sitting there and then we saw Mackenzie Milton didn't perform very well, if I'm a second-year player and you hand-fit me to play and I played well in the small amount of reps you gave me, you're going to pass me up for a guy that, you know, has not performed well at all. So to me and Max, probably more Max's theory that I'm not, he's not sitting around, you know, while he's, you know, has like his three years left. Goes to go somewhere else. Go somewhere else to appreciate me. Well, I mean, McKenzie's got, what, five games left in his entire college football career? Yeah. If that, not even five. Maybe a like, bowl game playing action, but like you can't just let, let it ride. Why wouldn't you just stick around? I, I wouldn't blame the kids. Kind of like when you're like when you're at work 
and you know you're passed up for promote for promotion because someone else is like you know older than you. He's been there and has a little less time left, but you've been working your butt off. And from all accounts, the kid has he had offseason surgery. He worked his way back. He's acclimated himself to the playbook, and he's been ready to play ever in case something happens. And then the only reason you're playing Mackenzie Milne, like to me, that's kind of strange. Less is that uh he might never be the answer, especially now that we have an AJ Duffy class 2022 coming in. There's reports of Miles Brandon, the LSU quarterback that's transferring out that might be coming to Florida State as well. So if you hear all the outside noise and then officially you just don't get the playing time, eventually something's got to give. I'm like, I'm not going to wait on myself. So I'm going to go somewhere that appreciates me and actually plays me out. So like that's been my theory a little bit. Max, I kind of like that's I stole a little bit from him, but that's that's kind of probably where we stand right now. It's a birdie. I feel that. And at the end of the day, listen, I always feel like you should go where you're celebrated, go where you know you can get some PT, all of that good stuff. But I will always advocate for telling people the grass is not necessarily greener. Make sure you do your due diligence because, of course, these coaches are going to sell you dreams and they're going to tell you like, oh, you come, you'll start, blah, 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 you get there, and then it's just not roses at all. So maybe it'll be better for him. Maybe he'll go to a better ACC school. Hell, who knows? I think that you know, just getting some, getting whatever he's looking for, I hope he finds uh, he'll go to UCF and play with Gus Malzahn. <laughs> we'll hang out. We'll trade him for Dylan Gabriel to the UCF quarterback 2.0. Try that one more time. See what happens. There we go. All right. There's other news we have to talk about. Of course, they have. We have big matchups going into the weekend. We are starting on that Friday night. Tonight is going down at 7:30. Virginia Tech and Boston College. Tyler Aki laughed at me yesterday because I had made him feel like this was going to be the game to watch. But I will say Friday night games for the ACC have been very unique, right? They have not been what we all expect for better, for worse, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And this might be no different. Now, I know that Boston College is having a lackluster season right now because of the Phil Jerkovic thing. They're getting over that. Dennis Grossell is not quite working out. Moorhead is getting the start. But then you have Virginia Tech, who is still in the coastal conversation. They need this win. I love how you say unique because I would just say it's just weird. Friday night <laughs> games are just the, just the epitome of just something wrong is going to happen, whether you know for the better or for worse. And you're right, Dan Grossell was a was like Cinderella, the beautiful, beautiful carriage takes him all the way to the prince, and then the past three games he just turned to shrivel up into a little pumpkin, mm-hmm. like you know in that famous story. And then Virginia Tech, it's surprising to me that this overrated just team overall is still in the coastal, and that's primarily kind of I don't know whether it speaks to how good or how average Virginia Tech is or how all over the place the Coastal is. A little bit of both. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit of both, but if we tw- for this game, it's going to be inter- it's going to come down to QB play. And I know mm-hmm. Moorhead, you know, he's the he's the walk-on that's replacing the walk-on, even though Greg Rossell, I think, was a PWO. And then Braxton Burmeister, who, like we said, I think we've it's being a dead horse here at this point, but as long as he doesn't do anything to make his team lose or put the game out of his own hands, I would take Virginia Tech in this game and I right now I think I see the line was earlier minus three, and I would honestly take that. That I think is I would not give Boston College right now any favorite points whatsoever. But also every time every time I pick VT to cover, they lose. So either way, I win myself. <laughs> no doubt. Well, we got to get into these early Saturday morning games. We're going to talk about that. Get to the afternoons. Get all the betting action. But but first, Jersey Drake, I know that you are you might be an avid McDonald's eater, but I would love to know what your favorite thing. Would- from McDonald's, maybe growing up, maybe you switched some things up in your later years. But do you have a go-to when you're in the drive-through line? Oh yeah, whenever back in the day when I played little league baseball, we went to Sail Pines Park, and then after every single game, immediately whenever the local McDonald's across the street that was like brand new, I got myself a McDouble, a McChicken, 
since, you know, as you can tell, I'm a little portlier. I'd put the two together <laughs> as like a little, you know, chicken beef, you know, hybrid. Eat that and then just wash that down with the M&M McFlurry. M&M McFlurries, I will say, are the elite ice cream from there. Don't add me with the Oreo McFlurry. It's not the same. So that was my order, Candice. Okay. That that's how I live. And as you can tell, that's where I stand by now. <laughs> McFlurry machine. <laughs> Your McFlurry machine won't broken. That's lovely. Like I love that for y'all. Oh no, I live. I live down south. I got Latinos picking up all day. You know, we we will not live without. We need ice cream down here, man. You know, it's cold as it's, it's hot as hell down here. Me hint that you know we need that, bro. <laughs> That's absolute facts. Well, as I remind you earlier in the show, this episode is brought to you by McDonald's, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group or even teammates like Drizzy Drake and his crew can go for a place to recharge. Always a place to look forward to stopping out on those long road trips to rest your legs and refuel. But more importantly, McDonald's just is a place for memories, good opportunities to reconnect with friends. Saw a great McDonald's commercial today where some girls were playing chess with one of their old timers and they were getting it in. They became chess champions. And that was simply from a start of having some happy meals and McDonald's orders. You never know what you're going to get out of McDonald's. And that's what I love about this place. So yes, I'm absolutely loving it. And I strongly encourage you guys to get in on some McDonald's when you can. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Jersey Drake in the building, Locked on Seminoles host. We are going through some of Saturday's games, week 10 matchups here. The one that everyone seems to be circling right now, the non-conference game between Wake Forest and North Carolina. I've been getting texts about Carolina. They're going to upset the Demon Deacons. They're sitting currently at 8-0. They're feeling themselves. This is a very misguided and probably better than 4-4 four four North Carolina team, but at 12 o'clock on ABC. What are we going to see? Let's start from the Tar Heels. You're going to see a bombing attack from Sam Harbour and all of y'all DBs, if we're going to be completely honest with you. I have tried to find some game that Wake is going to maybe trip up on. Mm. I thought it was going to be Duke after playing Army and letting up 70,000 points with that defense. Right. However, if our Florida, my Florida State team was able to put up decent passing yardage with a team that has probably one of the worst receiving cores actually in our conference against a quarterback that he's progressed every single week passing-wise, but isn't an elite. But then you expect Sam Hartman to do worse than that mm-hmm. with a Ja'Cora Roberson, an A.T. Perry, a wideout? I mean, I know, I, I know y'all got Tony Grimes. I know y'all do. But y'all got only got one Tony Grimes. He's got weapons on weapons on weapons. And the, I haven't even mentioned Christian Beal Smith yet. And that offensive attack is just going to be really, really damn fun to watch. And the defense, maybe Sam Howell, if he can do some trickeration, but I banked on that against Notre Dame, and y'all let Notre Dame score 44 points with Jack Cohn, who couldn't beat up Graham Mertz, who <laughs> took him two years to not to throw a touchdown pass. So I'm just taking waking this to win outright because I don't know why they're. It's a number in here, but why are they under, underdogs here? I wish I wish you could tell me, but I think that not only do we not have a Tony Grimes, but we have to deal with a Don Chapman who can't keep his hands to themselves and always is ending up with some pretty important and costly penalties on that side of the ball. But I think Sam Sam Howell is going to do well in terms of the diversity we saw with his receivers 
in the Notre Dame game. Besides Josh Downs, he got to him when it counted, but we also had some Olsen action in there. We had some Antoine Green action in there. So I think that's going to be important for them. They're going to have to do the same kind of thing. You cannot rely on one receiver to get it done because while Wake's defense struggles, they're going to figure everyone has figured y'all out, <laughs> right? So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where you're going. Now, I think Wake's defense is going to have to have a strong showing. Can't be overly confident. I know they only allowed seven for from the Duke game. And of course, that's when they cleared their bench, right? But yeah, it ain't the same. That's not the same team. It's not the same quarterback. One thing I will say that might play in y'all's favor is that they play NC State next week. Mm-hmm. And looking ahead. I, they might be looking ahead. I don't see the nerds of of Snuggy Hill doing that. I don't think Dave Clawson would have that actually probably in his mentality, his repertoire. But I love that. That's something you have to actually really do look for because Sam Harmon's that dude. I love Sam Harmon. And then it sucks because Sam Howell actually, if you look at his stats, I think he has the same amount of touchdown passes, same amount of you know lower lower and you know risk interceptions, same yardage. I think he also has leads the country in breaking tackles for a quarterback. So. The man might have to do it all to keep y'all in it, but I'm be I'll be interested to see actually what the score is because this could be a 45 to 33 kind of game. It's also oh, could just be sure. 45 to 20, and just they because I I can see what putting up 40 on y'all. I just don't know if y'all can keep up, and that's kind of what we want to watch for. Well, I mean, the way they kept up in the Notre Dame game, the way they kept up in the Miami game, the offense is not the problem. It's the damn defense. They cannot tackle to save their life. They cannot wrap anybody up, and they just whiff them. I don't care if you get held. I understand. But everybody has that excuse, right? And I was listening to ESPN today, and Coach Clawson was just talking about how special this season and how special this team, and they just remain focused. I almost wish that was more poured into this Carolina team this season I feel like there's definite coaching difference right Brown loves to be on camera he loves to be in the spotlight coach Mack loves to talk about how good or bad his team is maybe just go win right let's just talk all the stuff later because you've seen him backtrack right maybe we could get some cloths and energy where you just go out and play and you don't have all the hype around one person we all know Sam was great but he was going to need some help and right now Ty Taylor hasn't really done it in that one-two punch Josh Downs is doing everything he can, but he's one man. And once you wrap him up, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I'm going to pray for your sanity on Saturday because that's been an <laughs> ugly game at noon. At least you get it done early in the day because you, you got, I, I got to wait till 3.30 for our game. So, Well, you know, I will actually be at Pittsburgh Duke game because of various reasons. But Pitt is looking to bounce back after that loss against Miami. They were struggling in the game. It wasn't necessarily Kenny Pickett's fault. But would love to get your thoughts here. Crazier things have happened, right? It's the coastal. Crazier things have absolutely happened. And I think that Duke is desperate for a win. And I think that Pitt is either going to play angry and they're going to take it out on Duke. It's going to be a long day for the Blue Devils. Or they're going to keep slipping. So one thing we said for the Pitt-Miami game was that Miami was going to be a very undisciplined football team. Mm -hmm. I think Pitt thought I was talking about them because I think in that first (laughs) half was like, would they have like three unsportsmanlike penalties, some unnecessary roughness, roughing the passer. Now, some of the flags were terrible. And I mean, I'm not surprised ACC officiating is probably the worst, the entire college football or college basketball too. We discussed that another time, but yeah, it, I don't see them faltering in the spot mainly because I had Duke because I was more disappointed that Duke did absolutely nothing against wake the week before. And this is a wake team that, is primarily their defense is leaky. Their run defense has been injured, and you, with Mateo Durant didn't do anything. 
Yeah. Gunnar Holmberg didn't do anything. Cutcliffe, I don't know if he was even on the sideline that day. It felt like I could have been coaching that game. I mean, you were you were there last weekend, weren't you, watching the game? They played a great 80 yards. Like, they just could not get in the end zone. They couldn't score. They decided to go for fourth and short when they were literally in field goal territory. Okay, my contact is starting to creep up. Of course it is because I'm on camera. But I just felt really frustrated by the fact that the Blue Devils just could not score. And then when they had opportunities, they didn't just take the damn three points. It's a difference between being 14-3 and three to now being 35-0. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you could easily be – six and 21 and you're still feeling like you can motivate the team what the hell do you say to people when it's 38 to nothing how do you tell them to stay in the game you tell them to play hard <laughs> remember your why why you're here what made you choose the school why you okay. love it in all actuality no kenny pickett didn't lose the game against miami that miami game was just that's was also a testament to how good tyler van dyke is when he is on because if he's off my man can't hit anything, but when he's on and continuously on the field, he is super accurate. He hits everything he needs. And Jalen Knighton also, he might not be playing actually this week. I heard that he was in a no-contact jersey all throughout the week. Mm-hmm. But I do see Kenny Pickett kind of, you know, he threw for almost 700, like 500 yards against Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 700 this week and probably... It's a record-setting weekend, feels yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, this is the, you said the anger game. Like, Kenny Pickett's going to be like, okay, now nah, I'm going to prove to everyone else like why I wasn't the reason why we lose these games. I'm the yeah. reason why I should get drafted. I'm the reason why people should be a little bit optimistic about me being a first-round pick. But I would take Pitt minus 21 because I just don't think Duke... I think they lost their chance to do anything. And I just it's kind of sad because this, this is going to be cuts last year anyways, regardless if he wants to or not. Yeah, for sure. And then speaking of Tyler Van Dyke, as you had mentioned, our last early game at 1230 will be Georgia Tech in Miami. And frankly, we don't know which Georgia Tech team is going to show up, but Miami certainly has put themselves in the conversation to where we have to give them respect. We have to really say they have a serious chance to win this Coastal. Now it's about who steps up in this big Georgia Tech, because they're going to play spoiler. Georgia Tech knows that they're looking real grim right now, right? So I think it's about who can really shake things up. Can Miami keep this momentum going? So it's going to be really interesting because we were talking about how Manny Diaz was about to get fired. And then mm-hmm. now I'm hearing, you know, Manny Navarro from the Athletics saying, oh, you know, one of the big things now they're talking about is, you know, extending Manny Diaz. And I'm sitting over here, he's like, oh, please do that. Because he's not good at his <laughs> damn job. I mean, he's literally, he's doing just enough to actually yeah. to, to like make comments like, should he keep his job or not? And with, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke has, to all credit him, he's, he's proved me very, very wrong. He's been playing exceptionally well. Charleston Rambo is kind of becoming a leader with that receiving core because no one can cast besides him. And got Jalen Nine, who's taken over for uh, Thad Franklin or an injured, injured Don Chaney, where they, they actually do have great weaponry. Mm-hmm. Now, the defense, I'm not going to say anything about that. The defense is still the same poor tackling, the same poor, you know, scheming. And I just don't know what exactly what they're trying to do with defense. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. If this is the prime spot where we play them next week, and I don't give a damn who you are, they care more, a lot more about that FSU Miami game than any other game on the schedule, even if it's for an AC championship game. I would rather go one and 10, one and 11. No, I beat Miami now. <laughs> so to me, you're going to see Jeff Sims do his be- best Michael Vick impersonation out there. Sure. Running for 100 yards. Yeah. Give me GT plus 10 and a half. Okay. I think Miami still wins this game because, like you said, we don't know which Jeff Sims we're going to get, but I do think he'll do enough with his legs to keep it close. 
Yeah, between him and Jameer Gibbs, I think that, you know, hopefully the freshman kinks and the freshman frustrations are out of their system and they can really play Miami hard because that will, to me, I have a lot more respect in that regard. But there are two more games we have to go over. Of course, we got to talk about Jersey Drake's beloved Seminoles and Louisville and Clemson matchup here in just a moment. After I remind you guys that as Drake has mentioned, there are really good bets going on this weekend for week 10 ACC football. And of course, the ACC basketball schedule is right around the corner. Florida State's feeling good about themselves. Carolina's trying to figure out who they are this season. Duke basketball, they're currently sitting on top, and I know you guys want to get in on that action. So head to Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports is simply where the game starts from basketball, baseball, and NHL. You can absolutely get in on this action. Don't wait to take advantage now. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on. If you have not yet, I am strongly encouraging you to try Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever with 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you're not eating something different. It's more of an experience and one that you'll simply enjoy. Built Bars are great for your energy. They give you low carbs, low sugar, and low calorie diets for you. So healthy benefits on top of being simply delicious. Another great thing is they have so many flavors for you to choose from, and they have limited time flavors for every three to four days. Once you check that website at built.com, you can absolutely get in on that action. Locked 15, that's a promo code to use. 15% off your order when you do. Again, locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Jersey Drake in the building. We're rounding up the show. Locked on Seminoles host. And of course, he has been talking all week about this Florida State NC State matchup. North Carolina State will get in on that action. They play at 4 p.m. on ACC Network. And of course, I have heard Locked on Wolfpack host Kenton Gibbs talk big stuff this week about Florida State and who they are as a program. They're trying to turn things around. And definitely, NC State can't get too far ahead of where their season is. They can't get, like you were mentioning, that Wake Forest matchup that's going to be huge for that Atlantic. But Florida State could absolutely play spoiler here. We can, we can. Before I get into that, we'll say we have two episodes discussing this matchup. We have Evan from the Red and White podcast that we dropped Thursday, and then tonight on our YouTube page and also on all audio platforms, we actually do have Kenton Gibbs to discuss it with myself for a little, you know, interstate preview. Yeah, this game, it's interesting because back in 2012, we were probably, we were undefeated heading into actually over to Raleigh, and that was the team with EJ Manuel with the same exact defense, I think, albeit minus Jalen Ramsey, minus Eddie Goldman, uh, for the national championship, and we lost to Mike Glennon and his giraffe neck. And that, I will never forget that day. I was just in the bar, just to stop, despondent and sad. Is that the one where the big white boy was on the um, yeah, on the, on the stand? Oh, you know exactly what game I'm talking about. <laughs> you know exactly. And I specifically because I was pledging my fraternity at that time. I'm like, oh god, this is going to be a long, long week slash night slash this year for the rest of us here. But okay. So the, with that being said, this game always you know ends up being weird, mainly because now that they're in the same situation now where they come down to Doak. Doak isn't easy to play. Doak is loud, and that war chant, as you know, it's it's different. It gets played on repeat over and over and over again. I'm used to it. I love that. I know for a fact for other fan bases that travel for teams, they hate that. It's loud. <laughs> it's obnoxious. But sure. this is a team that, with Devin Leary, a quarterback, he doesn't make many mistakes. But I have seen in these games where these big spots where they're supposed to win or they're against a team that you know, has some sort of, you know, the, some sort of pedigree, like Mississippi State Week 2, Miami two weeks ago, they find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. 
I did say that Jordan Travis might not be playing the game, might not be, folks. If I were y'all, check, take the lines, you know, at that morning, depending on who's starting. But I'm still confident in a rushing attack with a J. Sean Corbin and Trayshawn Ward to sort of capitalize on. I know Corey Duran's going to be playing very emotional. I saw his Instagram the other day saying, you know, I'm here to take my lick back, aka take his revenge on revenge on us. I don't see that happening. I have it personally, FPC 20 and State 17. And okay. I think this, this, this is going to be because we got robbed of Clemson last week. That was a sure. game that we should have won. I will go to my grave believing that. And this is a game that if you, if we win this, when we win this, it's a statement that actually FSU football will not be, not be back. It's in a step to the right direction towards being back. Okay, come in the trap. Take your trap. That's what Durbin said. But exactly. <laughs> they're absolutely going to need to have a pretty soundproof game. Limited mistakes and have to catch some balls. And they have plenty of weapons on the offensive side. NC State does with Devin Carter, Bam Knight, and Mecca Mezzi. Use your guy. Like there's some games where I feel like he's not in the conversation, which is baffling to me. But you also have Ricky Persons who's trying to stay in there. And then defensively, Drake Thomas and company absolutely can make this a long day for Florida State. But like you said, moving in the right direction, Jermaine Johnson can certainly give Devin Leary a time. So I'm excited. That's the one also to circle. But finally, this Clemson-Louisville game on yesterday's show, I asked if Clemson can spoil things for folks because while they're not the top contender, they certainly are not out of the conversation completely. They still have to play a Wake Forest team who's feeling themselves, but their schedule is not getting any easier. And yeah, they didn't exactly hold true to, you know, the big powerhouse that is to be Clemson, but they're not having a horrible season. They're finding ways to win. That's all that matters. I mean, that's true. Or, you know, they can have the ACC referee officiating crew help them out like last week. But no, <laughs> Clemson's defense, I will say, is elite top five. Yeah. It is a dangerous, dangerous defense. It's like that SpongeBob meme where like he's super jacked. That's the defense, mm-hmm. and then the little, little the square, the circle, like the like the kid version. That's like their offense. Yeah, this Clemson team is very, very elite on one side of the ball and not good at offense. And with this Louisville team, Malik Cunningham has taken keeps taking a step by step by step each and every single week. And it's he's a kid that like I've actually really I've gone complete one eighty on. I thought he was probably one of the worst QBs that we've seen actually the past two years. Mm-hmm. And then this year he's proved me immensely wrong and this is a quarterback that i mean if you remember lamar jackson a few years ago against a clemson defense that was maybe a little bit worse that he ran all over and malik cunningham could do the same damn thing with his athleticism and also with his arm too so this louis it's at louisville so that kind of plays also in their favor clemson i don't think actually i think they've lost all their losses are actually on the road if we're being completely honest here so i'm gonna stick with that trend give me louisville plus four Give me Louisville money line, and quite frankly, give me the under two because it's going to be—they're not going to have a lot of points scored. But Louisville, I think they can do it. And this is going to be a lot for me as someone that does not like Scott Satterfield. Trust me, folks, this is hard for me to do. <laughs> you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm so proud of myself for not saying DJ is going to find himself having a breakout game. He almost did. He almost, he almost did against Florida State. But, you know, Louisville is going to be an entry match of solid quarterbacks. I think Malik certainly has the upper hand. But can he get through that really tough Clemson defense? Some people have been able to do it better than others, but he'll certainly have his challenges before him. All right, so that game will be on Saturday night at 7.30 on the ACC Network as well. So I hope you guys get in on that betting action. Make sure you hit up betonline.ag. Jersey Drake, again, mentioned. And he has some good shows coming down the pipe for Locked On Seminoles. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Seminoles. You can follow myself at Tally underscore underscore Drake. As you can see below on the YouTube page, you can follow my co-host at Max Moody 17 Also, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
wherever you get your podcast from. Also, we are also on YouTube, Locked On Seminoles, and we do have a Discord where we exchange messages with fans and take on questions. You know, we're a community growing there. We're fans first, people second, content creators third. And folks, happy gambling. Have a great time. There we go. You guys have a happy and safe weekend. Week 10 next week, we have got some basketball talk. I know you all are pumped for that. A lot of good teams are starting their seasons, a little pre, you know, warm up to what should be really good conference play. So we'll have all of that for you. Have a smart and safe weekend until next time.